God's word on your lips. Meditate on it day and night. Be careful to do what it says. Then you will truly be successful. Keep God's word on your lips. Meditate on it day and night. Be careful to do what it says. Then you will truly be successful. Hey everybody, it's day 20 of our 90 day challenge. The topic for today is how devoted are you? Be careful to do what it says, then you will truly be successful. We are in the book of Ezra and we're reading today Ezra the seventh chapter, the first through the 28th verse. After these things, during the reign of Artaxerxes, king of Persia, Ezra, son of Sariah, the son of Azariah, the son of Hilkiah, the son of Shalom, the son of Zadok, the son of Ahitub, the son of Amariah, the son of Azariah, the son of Merioth, the son of Zerahiah, the son of Uzi, the son of Buki, the son of Abishua, the son of Phinehas, the son of Eleazar, the son of Aaron, the chief priest, this Ezra came up from Babylon. He was a teacher, well-versed in the law of Moses, which the Lord, the God of Israel, had given. The king had granted him everything he asked, for the hand of the Lord his God was on him. Some of the Israelites, including priests, Levites, musicians, gatekeepers, and temple servants, also came up to Jerusalem in the seventh year of King Artaxerxes. Ezra arrived in Jerusalem in the fifth month of the seventh year of the king. He had begun his journey from Babylon on the first day of the first month, and he arrived in Jerusalem on the first day of the fifth month, for the gracious hand of God was on him. For Ezra had devoted himself to the study and the observance of the law of the Lord and to its teachings and decrees and laws in Israel. This is a copy of the letter King Artaxerxes had given to Ezra the priest, a teacher of the law, a man learned in matters concerning the commands and decrees of the Lord for Israel. Artaxerxes, king of kings, to Ezra the priest, teacher of the law of the God of heavens, greetings. Now I decree that any of the Israelites in my kingdom, including priests and Levites, who volunteer to go to Jerusalem with you, may go. You are sent by the king and his seven advisors to inquire about Judah and Jerusalem with regard to the law of your God, which is in your hand. Moreover, you are to take with you the silver and gold that the king and his advisors have freely given to the God of Israel, whose dwelling is in Jerusalem, together with all the silver and gold you may obtain from the province of Babylon, as well as the free will offerings of the people and priests for the temple of their God in Jerusalem. With this money, be sure to buy bulls, rams, and male lambs together with their grain offerings and drink offerings and sacrifice them on the altar of the temple of your God in Jerusalem. You and your fellow Israelites may then do whatever seems best with the rest of the silver and gold in accordance with the will of your God. Deliver to the God of Israel all the articles entrusted to you for worship in the temple of your God. And anything else needed for the temple of your God that you are responsible to supply, you may provide from the royal treasury. 
Now I, King Artaxerxes, decree that all the treasures of trans-Euphrates are to provide with diligence whatever Ezra the priest, the teacher of the law of the God of heaven, may ask of you up to a hundred talents of silver, a hundred cores of wheat, a hundred baths of wine, a hundred baths of olive oil, and salt without limit. Whatever the God of heaven has prescribed, let it be done with diligence for the temple of the God of heaven. Why should his wrath fall on the realm of the king and his sons? You are to also know that you have no authority to impose taxes, tribute or duty on any of the priests, Levites, musicians, gatekeepers, temple servants or other workers at this house of God. And you, Ezra, in accordance with the wisdom of your God, which you possess, appoint magistrates and judges to administer justice to all the people of the trans Euphrates, all who know the laws of your God. And you are to teach any who do not know them. Whoever does not obey the law of your God and the law of the king must surely be punished by death, banishment, confiscation of property or imprisonment. Praise be to the Lord, the God of our ancestors, who has put it into the king's heart to bring honor to the house of the Lord in Jerusalem in this way. And who has extended his good favor to me before the king and his advisors and all the king's powerful officials. Because the hand of the Lord my God was on me, I took courage and gathered leaders from Israel to go up with me. And that concludes our reading for today. My Pentecostal storefront church friends would say, may the Lord add a blessing to the reading of his already blessed word. Today's word is titled, How Devoted Are You? Pastor Sharon Dean is hands down one of the most anointed teachers I have ever met. Her illustrations are simple yet profound, erudite and elementary, clear and yet challenging. There has never been a time when she opened her mouth and I didn't understand God in a greater way. It was a regular Saturday afternoon. We were all hanging out in the kitchen. Pastor Sharon decided to give us a quick unintentional sermonette about growth and development. As Pastor Sharon always does, she stopped in the middle of her explanation to grab a prop. In her dining room stood a huge plant next to a large mirror. She grabbed it and brought it to the table where we were sitting. It was so big she had to hold it with both hands. Originally, she explained, the plant did not look this way. It was much smaller and the pot in which it was housed could contain the plant at that particular stage in its life. But the more she began to water it the more the plant began to grow. And because she isn't experienced in gardening, she became puzzled when she woke up one day and saw a huge part of the plant leaning like a drunk branch on the side of the pot. The next day, it grew even more and the lean increased. The next week, the lean became so bad that she thought that the plant would break and die, not because it was defective, but because it was growing. As she spoke, I thought about millions of people who are right now leaning in a pot too small for the plant they've become. They are stuck in a tight space of familiarity and they don't know what to do next. Sometimes in order to grow, you've got to leave the pot you were raised in and search out a new space that can contain where you are right now. Every gardener knows that in order to sustain life, you've got to buy a larger pot. You've got to resoil the surroundings and perhaps this new pot will also be outgrown one day. But you shouldn't feel bad for growing. 
It's a blessing that God is using you to expand his kingdom. And anyone who doesn't support your expansion is a distraction. Most of us only think about growth in terms of how tall we get physically. But what if God is asking you to grow up in your loyalty? What if God is challenging you to grow up mentally and intellectually? The beautiful worship nugget I discovered in the book of Ezra was more about his person than the passage itself. You see, Ezra was both a scribe and a priest. He grew up in Babylon, but was a well-versed teacher of the law of Moses. He was not afraid to devote his mind to the Lord. And the Bible says consistently, the king granted him everything he asked for because the hand of the Lord, his God was on him. How can the hand of the Lord remain on us the same way God's hand was on Ezra? The answer is right there in Ezra, the first chapter and the 10th verse. For Ezra had devoted himself to the study and the observance of the law of the Lord and to teaching its decrees and laws in Israel. Ezra was a devoted teacher and a student of God's laws. Even when others were out running in the streets, as it were, Ezra could be found ingesting the law like homemade soup, chicken noodle soup with a nice carrot, some parsley, salt and pepper. Lord, have mercy. Help me to keep going. Ezra was committed to not just loving the Lord with all of his heart, but also loving the Lord with his mind. Ezra was devoted. Hmm. What does that beautiful word devoted really mean? Devoted is where we get the word devotional. To be devoted is to be loving and loyal. So tell me this. Do you have loyal love? Have you ever been blessed with the love that was loyal? If I were to ask you, who is the most loyal friend you have ever had or the most loyal person that you know, whose name would come to mind? Why did that person come to mind? More specifically, would your name come to someone else's mind if they were asked that same question? I once heard a preacher say loyalty is only revealed in the face of options. In other words, you don't know if they are loyal to you unless or until they have the option to leave and they still decide to stay. Loyalty is also revealed by someone's actions in your absence. What do they say about you when you're not around. That, my friends, is the epitome of loyalty. So here's the hard question. Would God say you are loyal to him? If God needed to list all the worshipers who have been with him down through the years, through the thick and the thin, would your name come up? Is your love toward him loyal? Are you committed to growing with God even when you are shifted from one pot to the next? Can God count on you to show up in the prayer room to open up that Bible on a consistent basis and to increase your capacity for him when your relationship with him becomes a bit routine and predictable? Ezra was the kind of prophet God could rely on. And as a result of that devotion, Ezra walked in favor with man. You see, most of us want favor with man, but we are strangers to God. The keys to blessing in the land are locked in the treasure chest of loyal love with the father. When God can trust that you won't leave him for the things he brings, he will open up heaven for you and allow favor to greet you on the left and the right. 
Ruth was so loyal to Naomi that in due season she was blessed with Boaz. But Ruth's loyalty to Naomi was really a picture of how we ought to be with God. Ezra's loyalty then to the law is really a picture of how loyal we should be to the Lord. No matter what church you belong to, no matter what denomination you embrace, make sure God sees a devoted, honorable and loyal love in you. Love God with all of your heart. Love God with all of your soul and love God with all of your mind. As you give God your mind today, pray and prepare for your plant to grow. Worship is water in the garden of your mind. Mm. Worship is water in the garden of your mind. Prepare for people not to get you. Prepare for people to call you smarter than your own good. Prepare for people to misname you. But at the core of who you are, know that this is what God calls worship. Know that spending time in his presence is not just about the songs you sing, but about the books you read. It's not just about the sermons you hear, but it's also about the sermon you become. Today, don't read a devotional. Be one. Your worship work today is to remember that worship is devotion. With that in mind, visit Barnes and Noble, Amazon.com or your favorite Christian bookstore and add to your worship library. I want you to purchase today a book about worship and then I want you to figure out a way to finish reading it before the year ends. My favorite book on worship, which I highly recommend, is titled Dynamics of Worship by Dr. James Gills. Love God with all of your mind. Be willing to grow up and grow out spiritually, physically, and even intellectually. Let's pray. Devotional, we are devoted to you. Amen. My life is a story bought by grace love unrelenting called my name oh what a mystery oh what grace i am changed oh my affection all of my praise oh my Pour out my